T to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some drive. Everybody certified, it's pocket rock, ain't tell no lies. You really my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. Welcome back to the WFT Declassified Podcast, your favorite podcast for Commanders football conversation. Eric, how are we doing tonight? Worst round of golf I have played in years tonight. So I'm in a bad mood to start, and uh, that's about all I can tell you. We don't know where it's going to go from here. Can't go anywhere <laughs> but up, though. I promise you that. We'll see how it turns out. Brian, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I just came back from listening to an awesome elementary school recital. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. All right, and I just got done coaching a uh, U8 soccer game. We got blown out seven to nothing to a team we've been handling all year long. So, so did you have a bunch of parents yelling at you then? Never. (laughs) Have you seen me? Never. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a good day for all of us here. How about that? So, everybody listening or watching on YouTube, audio, wherever you are, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for riding with us. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, everybody get them into the party, because as we get closer to the season, these episodes are just going to get better and better, and you don't want to miss it. I promise you that. Tonight, we are going to talk to you about where we think this offense is going to end up as a whole, um, where we think some of the the stat lines are going to be for some of our players, where we think the defense might end up. Um, You know, some good conversation like that. And as we're going through this, what we want you to do is hit the comment section, give us your predictions for where the offense will rank, where the defense will rank, and where you think some of your favorite players are going to end up at stat-wise. But we are going to start it with the offense as a whole. As you know, on offense, we've made a few upgrades, but they were significant. We have Carson Wentz at the quarterback. If you don't know by now, you have been sleeping under a rock. We also drafted Jahan Dotson as a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, We got a running back, Brian Robinson, out of Alabama to add to the running back room. So all of that, um, in in terms of improvement, should help out quite a bit from where we ended up last year. Don't forget that uh, Antonio Gibson is is another year under his belt at running back uh, to add to the mix as well. So we should get some improvement just by um, experience. And then we also added a little bit in the tight end room um, that we're going to talk about tonight. So. Eric, I'm going to start with you. Um, in terms of offense this year, how much better, in the general sense, do you think the offense is going to be this year as compared to last year? Well, you're assuming that I think it's going to be better. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be better. I do. Um, I think it's going to improve mainly in the explosive play area. I think you're going to see a lot more deep shots. Um, but that may also mean you see more three three and outs. So um, that's going to balance itself out. I do think it's an improved group. I think quarterback play just elevates the offense. It does. As much as I enjoyed watching Taylor Reineke run around and make things happen, he's just not a starting NFL quarterback for a full season. So Carson Wentz being there should open up the offense, uh, obviously in the deep passing game, but also you know that deep passing game will help the running game. So I do think an overall improvement for the offense – um, I don't know that it's super drastic. I can see – I feel confident top half offense this, next year. Um, and I will say – go out on a limb. I'll say top 12 offense next year. not going to give you a specific rank, but I, they will be in the top third of the league. Wow. Okay. So, last year they were 19th yep. in yards a game. Um, so, that, that's – I don't care about yards game. per game either. Yards per yeah. game, I, that's the, I want points. I don't care. We could – We've had we've had offenses. Remember those Jay Gruden days where we were running up and down the field. We had all kinds of yards. We can score. Uh, yeah. that, I, that's more important to me. Um, but you know, yards per game is the official stat for offensive ranking. So yeah, I'll st- I'll still go top twelve. Yeah, points wise, we were twenty fourth in the league last yeah. year. So, so top twelve, the top half, top half in points, huge. top twelve in offense in huge, yards. Huge improvement there. If that's the case, so Brian, are you in agreement with Eric? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the offense will be better. Is it going to be the best offense in the NFL? No. I mean, that's that's not realistic. But we were very, very bad. We were so bad that we can only go up uh, with the improvement that we did get uh, at quarterback and uh, with some additional weapons uh, through the draft. So, yeah, I think uh, we need to be points-wise. We need to be um, 
10, 11, 12. I think Eric is right. Somewhere in that 10 to 12 range, uh, maybe 10 to 15. But uh, really, if we if we want to be competitive and we want to have hopes of making some noise via playoffs, we got to be around that top 10 uh, in terms of uh, scoring. Because, uh, Ellie, you just uh, I think you just gave out the stat. We were 23rd or 24th in points. I think we had like 19.7 points a game. Dallas was number one at 30 points a game. Like we're not even close to 30 points a game. Um, so we need to get there because that's where a lot of the league is. They're in that 28, 29, 30 points a game. Uh, we haven't seen that in a couple of years here. So we really need to do that. And I think um, uh, this offense can be at least uh, on the outside of that, uh, in that top 10, top 11, top 12 range. So I look at um, the team last year, right? Uh, we were 12th in rushing, uh, 19th in yards per game, 24th in points per game. And what that tells you is there was a lot of period of inactivity and, and unproductive football play going on. Um, so the Russian attack being 12th, that's tricky to me in terms of repeating that. And yes, I know we, we added some pieces there, but I feel like we got those yards, um, in a lot of scenarios in which we were trailing, the game wasn't competitive, you know, things like that in some in some scenarios. Um, I don't know that I expect us to be 12th in rushing this upcoming season. Plus, if you think about it, we didn't really have a quarterback that was really capable, as Eric said, to really compete for a full season. So as a quarterback play improves, there could be some impact to the run game. I, I where, where I think we're really going to see improvement is I do think we're going to see an improvement in yards per game because we're going to have more sustained drives, um, you know, a little bit less of the three and outs because we'll stay out of the third and 33s hopefully this year. Yes. Um, points per game is something that Scott Turner has never been able to produce. That is a must that he figures that out for us to be better this year. So us being 24th last year, I'm going to say this year we're going to get to uh, 19th in points per game. Is that as, is that as big of an improvement as Eric's talking about? No, but if we move, if we won seven games last year, uh, and we improve, let's say five spots in points per game, um, that's a pretty decent improvement there for me. And, you know, and we can talk about how our defense can improve to help that. Um, the other thing I want to remember in terms of offensive rankings this year, I think we're going to move up by default because a lot of the top tier quarterbacks in the AFC East went to the AFC, right? So, um, I think by just by proxy of that, that our offense is going to move up in rankings, but it has to be a productive movement in rankings, right? We don't want empty, hollow stats. To Eric's point, we want stats that result in wins. So points is going to be necessary. Um, Passing-wise, I expect us to move up from 19th yards a game. I'll, I'll go with Eric about to about 12th yards per game in passing. Rushing, um, I think we're going to go probably from 12th to 15th. I'll say we'll drop back a little bit because some of those teams that lost quarterbacks are going to rush the ball a little bit more than they typically did last year. So all in all, um, I think we'll, we'll have a, a pretty decent improvement on offense. I, I want to taper my expectations just a little bit because we have to see which Carson Wentz we're going to have. We have to see what some of these players' roles are going to be. But uh, I think somewhere – overall as an offense, I think we'll be somewhere in that, um, let's say – 15 to, to 18th range. Ellie, I think um, to your point about the offense needing to score more points and uh, the improvement that uh, we'll see this year, I went to uh, teamrankings.com. Uh, and if you look, they have um, points a game and then they have points a game by quarter. And we were awful in the first quarter. Like our offense didn't do anything in the first quarter, basically every game all year. So, Guess how many points we scored in the first quarter on average um, last year? 3.4 3.4 points a game. A field goal. Uh, that was 21st in the league, and that was average in the first quarter. In the second quarter, we were 6.6 points a game in the second quarter. That has to change. Like a lot of times we fell behind 0 and 14, 0 and 17 um, into big deficits that we couldn't pull ourselves out with. So hopefully Carson Wentz is able to kind of keep that offense um, on schedule, on time, that we're able to score points a little bit more regularly because 3.4 points uh, in the first quarter isn't going to get it done for us. So uh, we absolutely need uh, that boost. Uh, however it comes, uh, whether we, you know, 19th, 12th, whatever, uh, we've got to get some more points in the, in the first half of games. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the team scored an opening drive touchdown all year. 
Yeah, exactly. They, they barely scored any points at all on the opening drive, but I think exactly. they, yeah, the opening drives were just disastrous. They were almost always three and out, yep. always punts <clears throat> every week. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Got to get off to a better start. And I think they can. I think, you know, quarterback play had a lot to do with that. Uh, again, you know, I love Taylor, but he's you can't consistently push the ball down the field. You're going to have a problem in the NFL. So uh, hopefully Carson can approve that. For sure. And, and speaking of Carson, let's get into some of our individual skill position stat projections. So last year, Carson had 3,563 yards. That was 18th best in the league. He had uh, 27 touchdowns. That was 10th best, seven interceptions, tied for third. And his QBR was 54.7, which was tied for ninth. How do you think he's going to perform in this offense from a stat perspective, Eric? I think similar numbers are in order. Um, I don't see, you know, he may get a little bit of a step up. I do think this team is going to run more. Um, but, you know, Scott Turner wants balance on offense, so I don't see his numbers really spiking. He may hit the 4,000-yard mark if he has a good season. He may hit 30 touchdowns if he has a good season. But I don't see his numbers being too far off from what they are next year. Uh, with the exception of maybe interceptions coming up a little bit, because that's it. Seven picks in a year is pretty good. That's really good, Brian. You agree? No, uh, no, I do not. I, I don't think uh, Scott Turner wants balance. He wants to throw it. Um, he he wants to feature the quarterback. He's not a believer in the run game. He's a pass first offensive coordinator, and I think uh, you're going to see it reflected in Carson Wentz's numbers. I think he throws for 4,185 yards. I've got him at 34 touchdowns, 12 uh, INTs, uh, with a 66% completion percentage. Um, Ooh, I think 66. That's high for him. It, it is high, but uh, there's a lot of manufactured uh, throws in this Scott Turner offense. A lot of uh, throws to the running backs, screens, wide receiver screens. Uh, there's some RPOs thrown in there. So there's high percentage throws to kind of boost up that completion percentage. So I see him having a big, big year. So everything will be elevated. Those seven interceptions, uh, we're, we're, we're going to see a little bit more uh, out of him. But hopefully we see more yards and more uh uh, touchdowns. Scott Turner is going to be a kid in a candy store. He's got a quarterback with a live arm. He he may throw it fifty times a game. I think uh, I, I, I see Carson. Yeah, I hope oh, not. There's a lot of games yeah. he's doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he uh, what was that guy's uh, name that we signed off the Patriots practice squad who started? I mean, he threw it thirty times in a game. That guy should have never thrown it that many times. So he's got a guy with a live arm. He he's he's going to let it fly this year. I think Carson's going to go for about 4,000 yards. I think I could see him about 33 touchdowns, which would be a record for us, right? And uh, and oh, 10 yeah. INTs. So that that's a commendable year right there. And I think that's an effective year. And if we can get that out of Carson, I think we, we've we won on the trade that we had with uh, Indianapolis. So moving down to the playmakers, I'm going to start with Terry. Last year, he had 77 catches, 1,053 yards and five touchdowns. Eric, how do you see his performance working out this year? First of all, let me get back to that team record you just spoke of. How crazy is it that Sammy or Sonny Jurgensen still has the team record for touchdown passes in its season, and he only played a 14-game season? Yes. That's insane. That needs to change. So hopefully Carson can can break that because we just shouldn't have a you know guy from the 60s with a touchdown record. Anyway, right. Terry, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin's stat numbers, that's my guy. I, I love the guy, and I think that he's going to have a lot of help around him this year with uh, improved running game, improved tight end play, and improved receivers around him. It's only going to benefit him. I can see him hitting the 80 catch mark. I can see him going for 13 to 1400 yards, and I can see eight or nine touchdowns from him. Um, he's going to have a Pro Bowl season for sure. Um, that touchdown number may seem a little bit low, but I think just from a production, I think it's going to be kind of a spread it around situation. But if he can hit those numbers, uh, he's had a great season and he is in line for a gigantic payday if he doesn't if he hasn't been extended by then. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, your thoughts? Oh, uh, I, I agree with Eric. I'm a little bit higher on uh, the the numbers. I think Terry McLaurin, we're going to see him utilized down the field, uh, which we haven't seen in some time. If you remember back to his rookie year where we had Case Keenum throwing him the ball in that very first game against uh, the Eagles, I think it was like a – 
65-yard touchdown pass uh, Case Keenum throw uh, through to Terry. That's what we're going to see. We're going to see lots of that. Uh, so I've got 92 catches, 1,256 yards, and 11 touchdowns. I think this is going to be a big, big year for Terry. He's got a quarterback who can get him the football every play on time, uh, and he's got uh, now some weapons uh, within the offense that can take some coverage away from him and allow him to uh, do his work down the field. Yeah, I got to tell you about 83 catches. Uh, I think he'll have more of those because I think he's going to have a more accurate quarterback. We talked about the percentage of uncatchable passes towards Terry. If those were better passes, his numbers would be through the roof um, as it is. I'll give him 1,200 yards. I agree that they're going to spread the ball around a little bit, but I still think he'll be a, a, a wide receiver one for us and seven touchdowns. And, you know, touchdowns is an area that Terry can improve his game and really elevate himself into the conversation of those next level receivers. He's never been a tremendously high touchdown guy. Yes, he's played with those poor quarterbacks. So as he starts to evolve uh, as a receiver in the red zone, um, I, I want to see more opportunities come his way. But I think this year about seven. He had five last year. I do think our tight ends are going to get a lot of looks in the red zone and potentially a lot of running the ball in the red zone. So uh, I'd say 83, 12, and seven. Now, the next wide receiver is a little bit complicated to predict. This is Curtis Samuel. Um, last year, his stats were basically zero, so I'm not going to waste your time there. Um, <laughs> let's go back to his last year in Carolina. He had 39 catches, 494 yards, five touchdowns, and then he had some rushes as well, rushing the ball that year. Oh, I'm sorry. His last year in Carolina, he actually had uh, 77 catches, 851 yards, and three touchdowns. So he was a pretty impactful player rushing the ball-wise. Uh, he had 41 rushes, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Eric, talk to me about Curtis Samuel in 2022. Yeah, uh, with Curtis Samuel, I like to think of it as touches, not receptions, because I think he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, you know, his catch, his catch total. I, you know, I, I look at his catch total. You know, in a good, you know, the hope is about 60 catches, probably about 800 yards, and then you want to tack on probably another 35 to 40 rushes for about 250 yards. If you get that out of Curtis Samuel, he's got a fantastic season, and I think he can probably get eight or nine total touchdowns out of that as well. He's going to be, if he's healthy, which I think he will be, uh, he's going to be a big part of the offense. Yeah, love to see it. Brian, what do you got? I, I'm not as high on uh, Samuel. I just uh, I, I dislike guys who are injured and who just aren't available. So I don't have him as high. Uh, I think there are a couple other guys who are going to steal the spotlight. So I've got him at 40 catches. Uh, around 454 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I do also have some rushing yards for him as well, too. I think he's going to have a, uh, a mix of both uh, uh, within the offense. It's not just going to be pass or not just going to be run. But 40 catches, 454 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, so the thing with him in Carolina was he was basically the wide receiver, too. And I think in, in Washington, he will be some of that, but in some games he won't be, right, because he'll be using other roles. Yeah. I got him as, at about 50 catches. Uh, I'm going to say he's going to get about 500 yards receiving. Uh, I'll give him four receiving touchdowns. And rushing-wise, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that we're overstating his impact in the run game uh, because we have such a deep run back uh, room with McKissick, with Gibson, with Robinson now. And if you want to throw Patterson in there, fine. I, I just I wonder if they're not going to limit his rushing attempts I don't know because he wasn't healthy last year for us to know what their intentions were with him, but I'm going to put him at, um, I'll say he'll have 30 rushes. Uh, I'll give him, you know, 200 yards and I'll give him two touchdowns there. So, uh, you know, a total of 700 yards of offense, but the touchdowns are where it really matters. Um, so he'll be productive in that sense. So uh, that's about where I see Curtis Samuel. Let's go to Jahan Dotson, the rookie out of Penn state. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of us expect him to be statistically wide receiver two this year, right? Whether he's in the slot or otherwise, I think we expect him to really kind of be that wide receiver two. I'm going to start with this one. The the role in which I envision for Jahan Dotson is Steven Sims Jr. in 2019. Um, the way that they tried to use him in the past game, I don't think Scott Turner's inventing a new role for Jahan Dotson, right? I think if you go back and watch the games from last year, they tried to use uh, Donnie Brown in that role a little bit last year too, right? But in 2019,
Steven Sims Jr. was pretty active within the offense, if you remember that. Um, I believe he had something like uh, 60 catches for us that year, believe it or not. I'm trying to pull up the stats now. Um, but I, I expect him to be somewhere in that range. I think Dotson will be somewhere close to that between 50 to 60 uh, catches. I think, you know, in terms of yardage, <clears throat> I know when we drafted Diami, we got in here. I was like, oh, yeah, he'll get, you know, 700 yards. No problem, right? I don't know if I see that. Uh, I, I think what I'll say is I'll say 600 yards for Jahan Dotson, um, and then I'll give him three touchdowns. You know, is that a, is that a tremendous impact for a rookie? No, but I don't think he's that kind of receiver where you're going to see him just fed the ball constantly either. I think he's going to be a really good player for us. He's just going to ha- have a defined role. So that's that's where I see him at. Eric, what yeah. you got? So for Jahan, I'm a little different on that because what I see him, his impact is going to be yards per catch. Um, I think he's going to be like a 15 or 16 yard per catch guy but I think he probably has maybe 40 catches if he's lucky. So you're looking at, you know, 40 catches, 550 to 600 yards, um, and like seven or eight touchdowns. If if on a good day, I'd say probably closer to five touchdowns, but I can say seven because, you know, he's going to be yards. But I think he's going to be kind of what we wanted Deami to be last year. I think he's like – I still – I still love the Deshaun Jackson comparison with him. Like, I just feel like he's really going to be really good in space and you're going to see, he's going to be really like fun to watch. And I think he's going to get, he's going to be a chunk play guy, but I don't know that he's going to be like an integral part of the offense every single week. He may get, you know, three or four targets in a game, um, but he'll make the most of what he gets. So yeah, I see him having a, you know, if you're, you're going to look at it at the end of the season, maybe not the best statistical year, but you're going to see quite a few impact plays from him. So you you envision Jahan is really uh, a deep threat for us then, huh? Yeah, like middle to deep, mid range to deep threat. Yeah, I don't see him doing like like being a slant guy. Maybe he is, but I see him like on deep crosses and deep outs and like hitch and goes, post that kind of stuff. Like that's what I see him running. Um, you know, I think that's where he can that's where he can have the most effect, especially if you get him a clean release. If you bring him off of, you know, if you run him at a flanker or out of the slot, he gets that clean release. He can do a lot of damage. See, yeah, I, I see him as more of an underneath guy in this particular offense, and uh, Terry pushes down the field a little bit more. And I we'll talk Terry's about that. Be the, yeah, Terry's going to be the quick slant guy more. So you'll see a lot of, you'll see Terry get a lot of deep balls this year too because he's Terry McLaurin. But I think yeah, he can. He's proven that he can run those slants really well. Okay, and he can get mm-hmm. yards after catch. He can break. He's good through contact probably more than Jahan will be. But Let's we'll see. see. Let's see, Brian. What do you got? Another one dollar uh, bet coming. Jahan Dotson's going to have a really, really productive year. Like, if we've seen anything in the past 2020 season, 2021, Scott Turner likes interchangeable uh, wide receivers, right? Uh, I mean, we've seen Terry in the slot. We've seen him run shorter routes. That's not really what Terry is for. He is intermediate to deep. Uh, That's where he can do some of his best work. But we've seen him in the slot. We've seen him running these short little crossers. Uh, We've seen DeAndre Carter last year lined up outside. So Jahan Dotson's going to line up everywhere. And I think um, with his polish of route running and his uh, speed uh, in his hands, I think he's going to be what we thought Curtis Samuel was going to be last year. Not 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 the rushing part of it, but uh, in terms of a playmaker um, at the wide receiver position. So I'm going 65 catches, 815 yards, and six touchdowns. I just really think he is going to be a big part of this offense. Uh, Scott Turner has a new toy, and he is going to use him and show him off to all of his friends each Sunday. That That's, I mean, 800 yards would be tremendous. That's comparable um, to Terry's rookie year. Yeah, it is. So uh, you you have a high expectation. We're we're going to be a court, yeah. team this year. It, the ball is going to play. Might do that. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So Diami Brown last year he came in the league, um, didn't have the impact that a lot of us thought he might. You know, we were very excited about him. He had 12 catches, 165 yards, no touchdowns last year. His role this year, I think, is going to evolve. I think they tried to use him underneath a ton last year, especially early on. I think he's really going to migrate more to a deep threat role and purely a deep threat role. Uh, So some comps I look for him in terms of role would be like a Will Fuller. Um, So what I'll say is I think Diami is going to have somewhere 
Uh, I think he'll have less than 30 catches. I think he'll be somewhere in the 28 catch range. Uh, I'll give him 420 yards and I'll give him three touchdowns. Eric, what say you? Yeah, that's pretty fair. I'm thinking 25 catches probably in the 300, 350 yard range. And I'll give him five touchdowns because I'm being generous. You're giving out a lot of passing touchdowns. I'm giving out a lot. Carson's breaking that record this year. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Brian, where are you at? Deami Brown, yeah, I, I I don't think he's going to have that large of an impact just because I think some other guys are going to have a bigger impact. Uh, so I'm going 28 catches, 301 yards, and three TDs. I think he, uh, he'll he have a game where he has uh, a bunch of catches or some big plays, and then, uh, you know, he'll be absent for the next three, four games. Um, 28 catches, 301 yards, three TDs, I think is uh, about uh, what we can expect from him. Okay, we're all in the general area with Diami. Okay. We're going to finish up the wide receivers with Cam Sims. Last year he had uh let's say 15 catches, 211 yards, two touchdowns. Look. There should be a role in this offense for Cam Sims because nobody matches his physical profile. They just don't use the guy. So it's hard for me to come out and project something much more than that. I'm going to say he has a little bit more than 15 catches. I'll give him 20 catches. I'm going to give him uh, let's say 250 yards and I'll give him a touchdown. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go pretty much stat line from last year. I'll probably say 15 catches, probably 200 yards and a touchdown. Okay. He's going to have some special teams tackles though. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Troy Appy doesn't get them all. What do you got, Brian? Uh, I, I like, Camp Sims. Um, uh, is he going to have a great year? No. I think he's going to have a little bit better year. Um, he's going to have 35 catches, 387 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, I think uh, he he does present a nice big target, and I think uh, with uh, the upgraded quarterback, he gets a couple more catches, but uh, nothing drastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a player we all root for, and, and to be clear, we all like him. It just They just don't Use him. So what are we supposed to do? All right, let's know, he's the fifth wide receiver, so it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Logan Thomas, we don't know when he'll be ready. So what I want to do here is just assume he's going to play a whole season, even if he won't. Um, in 2020, because he was hurt last year, he had 72 catches. Uh, I think he was somewhere in the 670-yard range and six touchdowns. Um I don't expect the same for him because we're going to spread their ball around 2020. We had no options at receiver. That was a year. I think we were bringing guys in off the street to play wide receiver for us. Um, I will put him in the, uh, I'm gonna give him 50 catches. I'm going to give him 500 yards and I'll give him six touchdowns. What do you say? Yeah, I got him a little higher. I got him about 60 catches. Um, because Carson Wentz does like to throw to tight ends. Um, so if he plays the full season, I'll give him 60 catches, probably 550 yards, and I'll go four touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'm going to go um, a little bit lower than that. I think he comes in at about 43 catches just because of the injury. We don't know when he's playing, and then uh, there's going to be some uh, playing time. Uh, that he's going to have to uh, fight for with uh, some added uh, competition at tight end. So 43 catches, 448 yards, five TDs, I think is what he kind of ends up the uh, the year with. Okay. And speaking of his competition, John Bates, he had 20 catches last year, 249 yards and one touchdown. I'm going to double down on that because I think he saw more playing time than you would have expected. Um, and I think he showed that he can be somewhat productive in the past game. So I'll just say he'll he'll repeat that. 20 catches, let's say 250 in terms of yardage. And uh, I'll go two touchdowns this year. Eric, where are you at with John Bates? Yeah, that's about where I'm at with him too. Logan Thomas is going to be your primary receiving threat at the tight end position. But John Bates will, will get his. He'll eat a little bit. But, yeah, 300 yards, probably 25 catches. Um, yeah, and a touchdown. Okay, Brian. Yeah, I think uh, I think John Bates starts off the year hot with uh, Carson Wentz while um, – Uh, Logan Thomas may be uh, still recovering. So he goes 42 catches, 401 yards, four touchdowns, and then uh, Logan Thomas comes in from there. So uh, he gets a nice little boost and then kind of drops off when uh, Logan comes back. And that leaves Cole Turner in the tight end room. 
Uh, look, he's a rookie. He has some athletic ability. I don't really see him playing above Bates or Thomas, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so that puts him in third tight end territory. Um, I'll give him 10 catches. I'll give him 100 yards. And that's where I'm mm-hmm. going to end the stat line for him. He's going to play and he's going to catch passes. And he's probably going to have more catches and yards than John Bates. Um, John Bates is going to see more playing time, but he's more of a blocker because Cole Turner ain't blocking anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can see, I can see 30 catches for Cole Turner. I can see, yeah, 300 yards and probably two touchdowns. Okay. That's a lot for me. But he can, I, yeah. I mean, he's a, he is a receiving tight end. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. about it. They're going to split yeah. him out. Like he's going to, he might take over Cam Sims job. <laughs> Who had 15 catches, by the yeah, way? Right. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I think he may have the 15 catches, uh, the, the Cam Sims stat, uh, because it, it's just hard for me. I get that, uh, you know, his thing is uh, the big catch radius, but, uh, you know, if you potentially have Logan Thomas and John Bates healthy, which one are you taking off the field? Bates? Like, I, I you know, I think those guys are, are really good, and I don't know how much better Cole Turner is that I would want to take. Um, one of them off the field. So I, I think he, uh, he ends up with uh, um, like 20 catches, uh, you know, 250 yards, uh, maybe, maybe two touchdowns at the most. Uh, but I, I, I think there's very minimal of that uh, just because of the quality of the two guys ahead of him. Yeah. All right. Running backs, Antonio Gibson in 2021, he had a thousand and thirty seven yards rushing. He had seven touchdowns. He also contributed in the past game. He had 42 catches. I don't think a lot of people realize that. He had 42 catches last year, 294 yards, three receiving touchdowns. Eric, where are you at with Gibson and uh, coming up in his third year in the league? Yeah, Gibson's yards per carry will go up. I predict that. But I think his overall yardage rushing will go down yeah. um, because of the three-headed monster that's going to be there in the backfield. So I can see him. With about 850 yards, I can see him averaging about four and a half yards, 4.4, 4.5 yards a carry. And I can see him scoring seven touchdowns on the ground. Uh, the passing game, maybe he gets more involved with it. Uh, 42 catches does seem like a lot. And I think that's more than he'll see next year. Uh, just because I don't remember. I only remember one catch that he had all season. Apparently he had more, but I only remember the one in Buffalo that he took like 80 yards. Um so yeah, receiving wise, yeah, I'll give him, you know, I'll give him 35 catches. I'll give him about 220 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, he's got a thousand total yard season with 10 total touchdowns. That's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how do you feel about it? Antonio Gibson, uh, this is this is gonna be a little different for you guys. Uh his rush yards, he's gonna have six hundred and eighty-seven rush yards, six touchdowns. Uh I do think that Eric is right. His um, his average per carry will go up. Uh, it'll probably be about four and a half uh, yards because I think he'll be used more out on the edge and in space um, for his uh, for his run plays uh, as opposed to just kind of running straight up the middle. I think that's going to fall to Robinson. But uh, 687 rush yards, six touchdowns. And then I think for uh, receiving, he's going to have about 34 catches, 350 yards, and uh, one touchdown. I think uh, – uh, his uh, his numbers uh, will be a little bit reduced here with uh, some of these other guys. So you're going 10 yards of reception for him, which is as a running back. Okay. Yeah, he, he's going to be used a little bit. It's going to be different. And that's uh, I think some people aren't ready for that. I think he's going to be used very differently than uh, last year. Okay, so here's where I'm going to strongly disagree with you guys. So here we are, a guy in his third year in the NFL playing running back who just got over 1,000 yards. Um, he's evolving as a running back, and this takes time. I think this is his breakout year as a running back. Uh, I'm going to give him 1,300 yards rushing. I'm going to give him 12 touchdowns because, honestly, it's now or never for me with Gibson. So I think this is the year that he really turns it up a notch. Remember that after this upcoming season is when he would need a contract, right, or else you're going to the last year of his deal with no contract on the table, right, going into the year four next year. So if he's ever going to be something, it's going to be this year. And I, I'm, I'm still Team AG. I got him at 1,300 yards. I got him at 10 touchdowns. I think you guys are way overplaying your hand in terms of how much he's going to be used in the past game. Um, those 42 catches, Eric, you mentioned it, like 70-something of those came on one run for his 294 yards. So think about it. He's really, you know, if you take that out, 
and you take out one rush, then that average is way down in terms of receptions um, or yards per reception. I'm going to give him uh, 30 receptions and I'll give him, uh, I'll give him the 200 yards. I think you'll have uh, maybe two or three rushing touchdowns, but I think he's going to make his impact in the backfield, not, uh, not split out wide. That takes us to RB2, who we presume will be uh, Brian Robinson out of Alabama. Um, Eric, what do you got on this guy? What do you think he's going to be statistically? Brian Robinson is going to be – he's going to be used a lot. His yards per carry is probably not going to be great because he's going to be that pounding back. So he's probably going to average a little less than four yards a carry. Um, he's get, Where he's going to have impact, though, is I think he's going to have like nine or ten touchdowns. Um, I think he's going, they're going to, he's going to be that touchdown vulture that just comes in after Gibson gets all the yards and all that, you know, the offense moves down the field, they get inside the five, they give it to Brian Robinson. That's the role I foresee for him, but a rushing yardage, probably I'd give him maybe 400 yards rushing, but probably like nine or 10 touchdowns on the ground. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're going to throw to him, but let's give him 10 catches for uh, 80 yards. Okay. Brian, how do you see it, man? All right, uh, so you heard my number for Antonio Gibson uh, uh, rush yards. Brian Robinson Jr. is going to have 910 rush yards, five-yard five average, five-yard average, eight touchdowns, and that is because all those times that we saw Gibson run for two yards, hit the offensive lineman, and fall down up the middle, uh, it's not going to happen. You have a professional running back who we don't have to wait to develop who can see the hole and see where the lanes are and actually pick up. If the play is blocked for eight yards, he's going to get eight yards. Uh, and or he may get some more because he'll just knock some people out uh, on his way uh, to that first down. So I am going 910 yards uh, rushing, eight touchdowns, five and a half yard average. I have no catches because they're not going to throw it to him. We have too many other weapons. In one year? Or are you talking about his first two years in the league, man? No, it, <laughs> it's going to be different. I don't think people are ready for what's going to happen. It. Brian, 900 yards. Third round Brian. pick. Third round pick. It's the third taking, round pick. Taking Antonio Gibson's lunch. He's not riding he's the doing. bench. He's not riding the bench. He is <laughs> there, there he's was RB1. No. RB1 by week two. <laughs> I'm telling you, the first, thing, the first thing out of Ron Rivera's mouth when I asked about Brian Robinson was his ball security and his history of ball security. That is true. Gibson does fumble a lot. That – what, what, when was the story that we heard that um, Gibson was working on his fumbles? We haven't. We oh, haven't. At least turning his hat around. He's going over the top on you. I got this. Is, this is yeah, over the top. Stories about how <laughs> it's uh, on now. Is, uh, is trying to, uh, to to fix his fumbling. So, I, hey, this is uh, this is this is going to be different for people. I think Antonio uh, Gibson does have tiny Kenny Pickett hands. That might be part of the reason he fumbles. Brian Robinson's got giant hands, spider hands, but nine hundred yards. That's a that's a bold statement. All right, let me have it. Let me have it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Brian, how many touchdowns did you give him? Was it 10? Eight. Eight. Not them. Eight. eight. Just eight. It's modest. The modest number. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this because you're basically saying he's RB1, essentially. Because you gave Gibson like 600 yards rushing, right? I Again, I, I think – he is brought here. The The way they're going to use him is going to be completely different. People are thinking that Brian Robinson is going to be just to give Antonio Gibson just a breather. Like when, it, you know, Antonio Gibson's going to have 25 carries. All right, here, here, Brian Robinson, go get your three carries. And uh, uh, that's it. I, I believe it's going to be completely different. I, I, I could be absolutely 100% wrong, but that's just how I see it kind of unfolding. And that's why I was, you know, thinking when I tweeted earlier in the year, I was like, man, Brian Robinson would be a good uh, running back for us. Cause I think he fits kind of what they're, uh, what they're trying to do with Gibson, which is run him up the middle to be a power back. And I'm like, eh, he's not really that. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to put him at about 400 yards rushing and I'm going to give him two touchdowns. I <clears throat> look, we take every draft pick and we make them, a superstar, right? That's kind of what we do. But I, I just feel like this is still Gibson's team on the ground. And I think Gibson has a lot to prove. And I think we're going to find out if he's our guy going forward. You know, I watched a lot of Brian Robinson, um, you know, just some of the film that's out there on YouTube, cult film. I tried not to watch the highlights. I watched games against like Georgia um, to see kind of what his impact was. He is such a grinder as a runner. So I don't think 5.5 yards per carry is really realistic for him at all in the NFL. 
Um, I think he's going to be somewhere in that three and a half yard average, maybe four as he progresses. Um, but I just don't see him coming in and completely taking Gibson off the map. I don't personally, but you know, by all means, have your opinion. So I say 400 <laughs> yards. I say, uh, you know, maybe two touchdowns. Get between you two, <laughs> something like that. No, it was all good. All right. J.D. McKissick, who Brian Phils is going to have 7,000 yards. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm the one that's supposed to go high on him because yeah, you guys yeah, already yeah. picked your 1,000-yard rush. No, yeah, Eric, go ahead. What do you got for J.D. J.D.'s McKissick? got 1,800 yards rushing. Uh, <laughs> now, nah, McKissick's going to be J.D. McKissick. He's going to have 50 catches and probably 500 yards on the ground, probably four touchdowns receiving, and he's going to get a few carries. He'll probably have 250 yards rushing and another four touchdowns. Yeah, and I forgot to give his stats. Last year, he had 212 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Um, he had 43 catches, 397 yards in the air, and two touchdowns in 11 games. So, yeah, yeah, and more of that, more of that. Yeah, Brian, I think he, I think JD is going to have an awesome year. I've got him uh, 415 rushing yards with four touchdowns, and then I've got him with 58 catches for 528 yards and four TDs. Uh, I think he's going to see plenty of catches. He's going to see plenty of runs, and he's just a playmaker. I mean, how many games last year did he uh, have a big player? There basically won us. Um, there were several of them that uh, he played an important role, and I think uh, he'll uh, Scott Turner will find a way to get him uh, involved because uh, he he is that uh, special of a playmaker. So big year for him. All right, Brian. So you got J.D. McKissick setting a career record for rushing yards this year too. I like how you think because you know I love running the football. I I like what you're thinking, especially since he said that Scott's going to be thrown all over the place. (laughs) Like if these numbers hold up, we're going to have the number one offense in NFL history. We're going to be the Rams (laughs) from the early 2000s. Like (laughs) I got um, look, I got McKissick. I think the 200 yards on the ground is accurate because that's not really what his bag is. He you know he he makes plays. Uh, He'll run the ball when you don't expect, and he'll pick up some yards. But that's not really what he's here for. Catches-wise, he had 43 and 11 games, but again, we lacked offensive weapons outside of Terry McLaurin. So I think his quest, I'll keep his catches as about 40. Um, I'm going to give him 400 yards flat receiving, uh, and I'm going to give him three touchdowns in the air. Because we talked about how uh, Wentz doesn't throw to the running back a ton in normal years. Last year was a little bit above average um, because he had Jonathan Taylor. But – I think if we get that out of J.D. McKissick again this year, that, that's a good uh, a good number from him for us to be productive in the offense. So, all right, we have officially reached halftime offensively. I think we, we gave our projections. We project some good things there. Um, I don't think I left anybody off. All right, halftime. Fantasy football options. Eric, who is your guy that you think is going to be a fantasy contributor? And full disclosure, Eric won our fantasy football league last season. So I this did. dude knows what he's talking about. What I won our fantasy football league, and I didn't even have a running back. That's right. I had I had nothing at running back until like the Rams remembered that Sony, or who, I think was it Sony Michelle, whoever was on their team, they started handing the ball off like right at the end of the season. It's the only reason, uh, just in time for the playoffs. But yeah, uh, so obviously come to me for all things fantasy football, and uh, even more so for all things luck. Um, <laughs> As far as fantasy options, Terry McLaurin is going to be a good option fantasy football-wise next year. Um, He's going to contribute. He's going to be a wide receiver one. He's going to put up really good numbers. So no question about him being a great fantasy player. I mentioned it earlier. Brian Robinson is going to be a sneaky player. He's going to be that touchdown vulture. He's going to, you know, he's going to have games where he has like 15 points and he's going to have games where he does nothing. So you're going to have to selectively play him. But he's going to be a sneaky pick. Um, I don't like any of the other running backs. Uh, Maybe J.D. McKissick is like a running back three or if you've got a flex player because he's, um, you know, may not be as reliable. And, of course, a healthy Logan Thomas you always want to put. He can certainly be a tight end one, um, a lower lower end tight end one, but a a tight end one nonetheless. Uh, And, yeah, why not Carson Wentz? Um, Especially if you've got like a uh, quarterback, a passing quarterback friendly league, Carson Wentz is going to put up numbers next year. He's going to be throwing deep. He's going to have some yards and touchdowns, so why not him? The only person I'm add to that is Gibson. I can't believe you left him out of there. You just the love 13. Gibson so much. I, do, I don't want to steal any Gibson thunder from you because I know how much you love him. My I guy, can't, I can't say anything good about him because he gets all the love from you. I want you to get <laughs> jealous of him. That's all I'm going to say. I think Gibson's going to have a breakout year. You're going to want to have him in fantasy. 
he's he's been productive every year. He's been in the league for fantasy purposes, um, especially when he had the 43 catches last year in PPR league. So look out for Gibson. Brian, I know you're not really a fantasy kind of guy, but is there a player you think statistically should be uh, relevant to fantasy? You're muted, Brian. I can see You're him. He's saying Brian Robinson. I can Sorry, tell. Hey, <laughs> saying Brian Robinson. Is no, uh, I think uh, Eric uh, touched on this guy already, and I think it's, it's Carson Wentz. I, I think this offense is a quarterback offense. It is designed for the quarterback to do everything, make all the throws, and be the uh, the focal point of um, you know all the scoring, all the yards. So I, I really see Carson Wentz having a big year, even in games where uh, you know we lose or um, you know. It's a it's a shootout. He's going to play well, and I think he's going to put up some really really good numbers that are going to turn some people's heads. So uh, that would be the guy that I would say, oh yeah, absolutely. And then of course, to me, Terry's a no brainer, right? You you bring in uh, upgraded quarterback. He's used a little bit more correctly down the field. He's going to get a ton of uh, passes thrown his way. So Carson and Terry. All right, there you have it. All right, let's go into the second half. Let's talk about defense last year. Brian, give us a little synopsis on the defensive performance by the commanders or Washington football team last year. So uh, heading into last year, the hopes were very high. And right from game one against the Chargers, that uh, we were quickly uh, realized that uh, uh, the defense wasn't very good. Uh, and I'm going to give you some numbers that uh, I, when I looked this up today, I, I, I couldn't believe some of this. So um Pass defense. I'm going to go pass defense first. So as a whole, uh, the team gave up 4,333 yards passing. If I were to tell you a quarterback got that many uh, yards passing, you'd be like, that's a great year. We gave up a great year passing worth of stats. Uh, 67% uh, completion percentage to the opposing quarterback. 34 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. We only got 11 interceptions last year from our pass defense, but we gave up 34 uh, passing TDs, most in the NFL. There was not another NFL team. There was a couple who had 30, 31, but we were at 34. So our pass defense was not very good at all. Our rush defense was good. We were eighth in the league, but that was because our pass defense was so bad. Teams just decided, hey, we'll just throw it on you because it's so easy. We can get touchdowns at any point in time. Um, and then another category where we were bad, third down defense. We were dead last in the NFL, um, giving up uh, or letting opposing teams convert 6.7 third downs a game. That's essentially the opposing team. They came into the game knowing they could convert seven uh, third downs right off the top, right from the start of the game. They That's that's what they started with. So we were really, really bad when it came to uh, defense last year. There were stretches where we played better. Um, certainly the four-game win streak uh, that we had, we played uh, some better defense because we were able to keep the defense off uh, the field and uh, get them some rest. But uh, as a whole, uh, not very good. Not good at all. Yeah, and I – Oh, man. So trying to project where this defense is going to end up ranking wise is going to be tough. Um, Eric, give, I'm going to give you the first stab at it. How do you think this defense is going to do and where do you think they'll be in terms of the rest of the league this year? So I think they'll be better than 2021, but not as good as 2020. Um, this is kind of the middle of the road. 2020, you know, we had a top five defense. We also played nothing at quarterback. I and mean, we were playing Ben DiNucci and, you know, it was just a, a bunch of jokes. We knocked uh, Joe Burrow out of the game and had Ryan Finley. It was just, we played, it was terrible quarterback play that we were up against. Whereas last year it was basically murderer's row uh, of quarterbacks um, with like Mahomes and Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers And just basically every top quarterback, Dak Prescott had a great year last year. All these guys um, this year, it's kind of somewhere in the middle, you know, that we got the one division in the AFC that's kind of weak at quarterback, which is great. We get the AFC South, you know, we have, you know, Trevor, you know, uh, what's his name is going to be, is going to be good. Um, you know, he may not be good yet though. Uh, you know, Tannehill is Tannehill. Davis Mills, not really scaring anybody except for his long neck, kind of terrifying. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, Matt Ryan, who we love, we love Matt Ryan. He can carve up a defense, but you know, is he what he was and what, you know, what are the weapons that they have out there? So I think that that's going to help us quite a bit that, that we're not playing the dominant quarterbacks that we played last year. I mean, obviously we have Rogers on the schedule. Um, and, you know, Rogers, Matt Ryan, that's basically it, right? Prescott, 
nobody big. We're playing Kirk Cousins. We're playing, you know, you know, Justin Fields may get there someday, but he's not there yet. Um, hopefully he won't be there when we play him. So I think we're going to be better. I think we finished somewhere middle of the pack between 15 and 20 in defense this year. Uh, there are some things that are going to get better. I think pass defense gets better. Um, I think we get more sacks. I think that our ed, two players on the edge being healthy, um, you know, Sweat and Young, you know, if they can combine for 22, 23 sacks, that's both of them having a really good year. Um, so I think, the, you know, individual numbers, the one thing that has to improve is third down. Um, I'm not 100% sure it's going to because the linebacker situation hasn't been resolved yet. Uh, that's a thing. Um, but hopefully that gets better. But I can see us. I don't think we're going to be a great defense last year. I think we're going to be good enough that if we had a top 12 offense and a top, you know, and a, you know, 16, 17 ranked defense, I think you're going to be OK uh, for that wild card spot. Um, you know, I had them going 12 and five. So maybe they will be a top 15 defense, too. I don't know. But, yeah, I think they're going to be better, but not as good. I don't think this is, you know, the, 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 the number five or four or whatever defense it was we had was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Um, so I think we're going to be somewhere in the middle. Okay. So I'll say we finished 15. We'll Long story it. short. Yep. All right, Brian. Yeah, I think um, I, I don't think that the the defense is going to make some great leap and, you know, be top 10 or top five or anything like that. I think they will be improved because the offense will be so improved, right, that they will be off the field, that they won't have to be on the field the entire time or be relied upon as much. So I think as long as the defense kind of improves to, you know, maybe 15 to 20, somewhere in that range. If we're able to get in that uh, range in terms of passing, uh, rush defense, um, I think we should be okay. But that third down defense, I mean, we can't be dead last. We can't just automatically give seven uh, third down conversions to the other team. That We've got to get way better than that. If we, if we want to have hopes of getting to the playoffs, winning playoff games, we've got to be somewhere near 10 to 15. Uh, in terms of ranking and third down defense. So that has to drastically uh, improve. And like Eric said, um, we didn't really do a whole lot at linebackers. So, uh, you know, I'm guessing or I'm assuming we're we're betting on the pass rush coming back in uh, full force. And maybe that uh, helps uh, third down and or we get the Buffalo nickel situation straightened out with whoever it is who will play it. And maybe that helps third down. But uh we can't be dead last because that 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 ain't going to cut it. So if we're in that uh, ten to fifteen um, uh, ranking range when it comes to third down, I think uh, we'll uh, we'll be a much better unit and uh, we'll be a lot more competitive. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna be the twelfth overall ranked unit. When it comes to team improvement this year, I think defense is really an area where we can do that relatively easily. I think we played so below average, especially in the past game. Um, Look, Chase Young's going to be back. He's going to be healthy. That's going to make a difference. Uh, I know I got the DMs. I know I get messages about how we play better without him. Trust me when I tell you, you need elite talent in the NFL to be successful. I think William Jackson III is going to be more acclimated into the system. Brian cannot stop telling me about how much Bobby McCain's going to impact the defense this year. Um, and look, Jamin Davis's improvement. So if we're all saying that those things are going to improve, we can't assume the defense is going to be just as bad as it was last year. So I'm going to say they're going to be a, a 12th ranked unit. I think, you know, the run defense is going to come back a little bit. I think, you know, top eight was a little bit of a facade. I think we'll probably be top, you know, top 10, top 12. And a passing offense is going to improve quite a bit. Um, so look, top 12, I'll take it. If we get that, then I think that adds a couple of wins to our uh, schedule this year. So, Let's quickly run through some of the players and give me some of your defensive uh, stat projections. Let's talk sacks first. Uh, let's start with Chase Young, who I think had one and a half last year. He got hurt uh, his rookie year. I think he was a eight or nine or something like that. So, Eric, where do you see Chase Young uh, in terms of sacks this coming season? Mm, eleven and a half. I got a, a much better year. Um, you know, sacks aren't the only part of his game but it's definitely something that needs to come. You know, he had seven and a half as a rookie, which was pretty good. Um, I think with some seasoning, maybe a little bit of humbling last year, he maybe can can get a little bit more out of, you know, the off season and improve. So I think, yeah, 11 and a half is fair. I'd say floor is nine, ceiling is 15. But I'll go 11 and a half. All right. That's, that's an impactful season, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I'm going uh, nine sacks, and, um, and and that's mainly because I don't think he starts out the year uh, you know, playing. I think uh, he he may miss a couple of games, and or I think there's like a pitch count for him starting out the year because uh, you know he he's the uh, 
he's a he's a franchise type uh, player. So I don't think uh, I don't think that they're going to uh, to kind of rush him back. So I think that kind of affects the total. So I'm thinking uh, nine sacks and uh, you know forced fumbles, uh, fumble recoveries. Those are all parts of his game um, that uh, that we saw his rookie year as well too. But uh, I'm going nine sacks. I'm gonna go thirteen. I think Chase Young's gonna break out. Uh, I think he's gonna have thirteen. Uh, and if we get thirteen sacks from Chase Young's and we're Chase Young, excuse me, then we're really doing something. Uh, John Allen last year had nine sacks. Eric, is he gonna repeat that performance? That's that's a tough sell. Um, that that was a great year. I think he's capable of it, but to expect that from him, that's a little tough. So I'll probably dial it back to about six and a half for him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's he's not impactful because he's the most impactful defensive lineman we have. He just may not show up in the numbers, but I have no question that he's going to make a big impact next year. Yeah, I'm going to double down on your six and a half. I think that's where he'll be as well. Brian, where do you see him at? Oh, I, I'm going nine sacks. Jonathan Allen is the best technician. Uh, that we have along the defensive line in terms of his hand usage, getting off blocks. And also, he's the toughest guy on that defensive line. He is not going to let himself fall back into uh, being lazy and or um, taking games off. He plays, and he plays well, and he's turned himself into essentially what third best uh, in, uh, defensive interior lineman uh, you know, in the NFL. So I'm going nine sacks again with him. Man. You are giving out some numbers tonight. I tell you what, you addition it out. Uh, all right, Montez Sweat. Last year he had five sacks. Year before he had nine. Year before that he had seven. Eric, where do you place Montez in terms of sacks? Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, he's playing. You know, he's playing for a contract. He's going to that fifth year. He's he's looking for he's looking for a payday, and it's going to show up. This is his year to shine. He's going to get fourteen sacks. Wow. All right. Brian, are you in agreement with that 14? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to say – I was going to say uh, 13, but, uh, yeah, I, Eric hit the nail on the head. Uh, we've seen this with a lot of guys. Contract year, all of a sudden, stats jump up, making all kinds of different plays and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he bounces back. He has a big year. I'm going 13 sacks. That man. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm trying to check my paper because you guys went so high on Montez. I'm like, man, did I miss something? Well, you uh, know, what he only played what nine games last year? Uh, I'll check. It uh, wasn't a statistically bad season for him. It was just it was, he had a slow start, but you know, he yeah. broke Ten. his jaw. Ten games. Ten games. Yeah. So he, I know he broke his jaw, and then his, you know, he had the death in his family, which you yeah. know, he, so he missed basically the whole second half of the season. But yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's looking he's for a payday. Also- yeah, he was also patient zero. He was out with COVID for a bunch of games, too. So yeah. I think uh, I'm going to go with nine. I think, you know, uh, Chase being back, I think Chase is going to be more effective in getting to the quarterback, which is going to eat away a little bit some of uh, Sweat's opportunity. Uh, Sweat is a great defensive end. I just think Chase Young is the blue chip talent there, and I think he's going to accumulate the sacks on the defensive line. Yeah, but opposing Ooh. offensive coordinators also know that. You can't stop the guy. You won't be able to stop Chase Young. I don't care what you put yeah, on but him. you take resources away from Montez to block Chase, Montez is going to feast. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. He's trying to All get right. paid. Got to get that money, money, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kendall Fuller last year had one interception. Eric, is he going to do better this year? Yeah. I mean, not much. Probably three. Um, you know, has he ever really been a big – I know he had that one stretch when he first came here. Or first came back where he had like one in three straight games or four straight games. But other than that, you know, he's an effective defensive back, but he's a cover guy. Um, you know, they play corner for a reason. So I don't project a lot of interceptions for him. Yeah, I think he's he's topped out at four. He had a couple years of none, yeah, yeah. two and one sprinkled in. So yeah, he's not the guy, he's not a Trayvon Diggs type of player. Yeah, he's not that. the ball hawk. He's just right. he's a solid cover corner. Right. What do you think, Brian? Uh, he'll have three interceptions, but um, I, I do want to say Kendall Fuller ha- actually had a good year last year. I think, a lot, I, I think a lot of people, um, you know, look at the first two games where they tried to force him back into the slot and he played a little uneven. When he moved back outside, he was a good corner. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think you guys both nailed it. He's never going to be a high uh, INT type guy with five, six, seven, or anything like that. Um, but I think uh, if, if he plays outside all year, I think three ga- uh, three INTs and in 17 games is uh, is reasonable for him. But he is a good player, and he had a good year last year. Um, 
So hopefully they leave him on the outside. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to say three picks. I think three picks is a good number for him. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about William Jackson the third Last year he had one – no, he had two interceptions last year. He's really never been an interception guy uh, his career. We talked about that when he got signed here. Uh, he's really more of a cover guy, and he'll be where you expect him to be. Uh, Eric, you think he's going above his uh, peak two interception? number no i'll give him yeah i'll give him three two uh it's fair uh i think maybe he's always been more of a man player and he didn't play the full season last year so he may have gotten another couple uh and with him maybe figuring the system out a little bit better this year he may you know he'll snag a few i'm sure uh he looked like he knew what he was doing when he got the one against san diego he snagged it and you know plucked it out of the air with both hands and, and ran with it so it wasn't like one that hit him in the face or anything like that so i think he's capable of doing it uh, a lot of it is quarterbacks you know Previously had avoided him as well, um, but uh, after last year, maybe they won't. So he, he'll have more opportunities. I like it, Brian. What do you got? Yeah, I think three interceptions for him is a uh, is a good number uh, as well. Um, hopefully, the team though, you know, you sign a press man corner and you make him play zone. Uh, hopefully, they utilize his skill set a little bit more. Maybe play a little bit more uh, man coverage, a little bit more press, um, as opposed to uh, to the zone. Uh, that way, we can see some more of those uh, ball skills that he uh, he does have. But I, I think three is a reasonable number for him. Yeah, I'm going to go five. I, I think you know he's going to show his worth this year. I think he'll be in positions where he can intercept some passes because I think we'll be up more, and I think teams are going to be throwing a lot more to try to come back against us in some instances. So I'm going to give him five. Uh, St. Juice last year had a donut in the interception column. He didn't play a ton because of the head injuries. Don't you dare tell him he had three concussions because he does not like that. Um, <laughs> what uh, what do you think statistically in terms of interceptions for St. Juice, Eric? Um, it's, a hard, it's hard to tell because we saw so little of him last year. So I'll go two. Um, I think Brian hit it on the head. I think they're going to maybe leave Fuller outside more. So maybe St. Juice will come in and play a little more slot where he may be uh, somewhat effective. But it's it's hard to tell because, you know, he played outside last year and he only played limited action. And he wasn't super effective in the interception category. Um, so, yeah, two. We'll give him two if he plays 16 games. Brian? Yeah, I, I... – I don't think he has any this uh, this season. I I was not impressed. Uh, you know, I never thought he should have been starting on the outside against number one wide receivers in the NFL to start the season, and it, it showed. I mean, he was picked on often in the early. Um, I, I think he's probably in a third, fourth cornerback uh, type rotation. Um, I, I I don't know uh, if he uh, if he's going to be able to produce any um, interceptions. So I'm going zero. Uh, I'm not I'm not that high on him. Yeah, I just I wonder if Will Adams is not going to compete with St. Juice for some playing time at cornerback, but we'll see. I'm not going to jump too out early that. to figure that out. I'm not going to jump out that window yet. But, yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to give St. Juice one. I'm going to say he gets his first career interception, and we'll see what happens from there. All right, uh, let's round this out with Cam Curl and Bobby McCain. Cam Curl last year, um, everybody I, I call him the people's safety because everybody loves cam curl he's one of the more popular players on the league on our team um last year he had no interceptions wow is that right yeah no interceptions last year eric what do you think uh cam curl is going to do this season um yeah i'll give him i'll give him two one return for a touchdown because he's cam curl um you know he's again not really the ball hawk type player uh he's closer to being a box safety um, he's got, he's got some range as well, but he's really not in deep coverage a lot. Um, but you know, balls get tipped. He'll be there. Uh, he'll get to take one back to the house. I'll take that. Brian, what do you got? I think Cam Curl's going to have a big year. He's going to be, uh, the best player on the defense, uh, or close to it. He's going to have four interceptions because he's going to be Buffalo nickel, strong safety linebacker. He's going to do all kinds of things. They they may even put him at defensive end and let him rush the passer. He's going to uh, have a, a really good year. Right, I love it, man. You you know, God bless you. I tell you what, I'm going to go. Cam Curl, I think he's going to have two interceptions next year. Um, I think he finds a way to two because he's always around the ball. And I'll stop there. Um, Bobby McCain. 
Brian, I want you to start us out with Bobby McCain because first oh. and foremost, I want you to, to admit that Bobby McCain had four picks last year, four interceptions last year alone. How many picks is he going to have this year? I, I have to go back and review those because two of those were against some guy. I don't even know if he belongs in the NFL. But no, but but Bobby McCain, he did. He had four interceptions. Um, no, I, I'm not a fan of Bobby McCain, but uh, he did play well the second half of the year. I got to give him his props. He did get those interceptions. He had that nice one against Tom Brady at the Bucks. I think that was a, that was a good interception. Um, so uh, I, I think two interceptions this year because I think uh, there's going to be a lot of movement uh, rotating uh, with uh, Percy Butler and uh, maybe uh, another defensive back that we haven't seen yet. Uh, so I think uh, two interceptions for Bobby, and that's not because I'm hating on him. I think he'll uh, I think he'll play well because I think Camp Curl is now that veteran back there, and he'll uh, he'll calm that secondary down. All right, mm-hmm. Eric. I got four. I got him leading the team again this year. Uh, four interceptions in 17 games for a free safety is is doable. It's it's a good season, um, but I think you know I would be more happy to see him not having guys run by him while he's standing still. So if we can make that happen, I don't care how many interceptions he has. Uh, and he was much better at, at at stopping the deep the deep passes last year once they started figuring out the defense. So I think he has a he has a pretty good year, and I think four interceptions is a fair total for him. I think he'll lead the team again because free safeties generally lead the team. I might have made that stat up. I have no idea. <laughs> I think you did because I yeah. think uh, your your corners are. All right, I'm going to say five just to get on Brian's nerves. Uh, to say that again. <laughs> no, seriously, he had four last year. What if Antonio Gibson played safety? How many would he have? <laughs> or Brian Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Brian Robinson's five. definitely a Buffalo nickel. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say he has five. Um, I think he played well. Last year at the end of the season, I think he's going to turn that to another positive year. Um, look, career-wise, I don't know where he's at. I want to see his career stats, and I'll try to look those up. But uh, I, we I, do know that coaches love him. Coaches love Bobby McCain, and they talk highly of him. So, um, you know, he's doing something right. I, I would imagine his preparation for practice for these games is, uh, you know, something that the coaches love. So, uh, I mean, he is he is well liked by the coaching staff. For sure. And I think he averages about like 1.8 interceptions a year. So anywhere between two to, to five, I think it's definitely in the ballpark for me. So um, there you have it. Those are our defensive stats. We gave you the offensive stats. Uh, we talked about fantasy a little bit. Brian, what do you got? Uh, what about uh, our, our linebackers? Jamie yep. Davis, Cole Holcomb. We're going to save that for another day. Uh, we got we got more coming. There's more episodes. Stay locked in. Stay plugged in. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Brian wants to give out uh, a bunch of interceptions to Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis and a bunch of sacks to both those guys, too. I'm going to hold him back just for tonight for you guys. (laughs) So uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, Stay tuned. Stay plugged in. We got a lot more coming. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Have a good evening. We are the Commanders Declassified Podcast, and we are out of here.